Hey, this is Paul Ritchie, and you're listening to Don't Feed After Midnight. But the rules don't apply to me. Feed me anytime. Don't feed after midnight. I'm Steve. And I'm Mike. And we're going to talk about some Deadpool. Two. That's pretty cool how we did that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, this movie. It was probably the funniest fucking movie I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen some funny shit. It's... This made me fucking die. Like, I was in the theater dying. Yeah. So fucking funny. <clears throat> yeah, like, from the moment I... From the moment I sat down and it, like, started rolling, I was just kind of like... In tears, laughing the whole time. Like, right out the gate with the whole Logan thing where it's like the, the action figure of him impaled with Oh, the, God, that was fantastic. It was just a perfect way to start. Um, God, there's so much to talk about. This it really is. Too. The, the, the scene, I mean, obviously the, the, the lead-out scene. There's spoilers, lots of spoilers, by the way. Point. If you haven't seen this movie, you might as well not fucking listen to this. Right. We're going to spoil the fuck out of it. Vanessa's death was eh. I was, didn't see it coming. It was, I did not either. I mean, the majority of the movie was pretty predictable for me. Oh but, yeah, yeah. I mean, besides a couple of things, but Vanessa's death was something I did not see coming. I did not either. I was really shocked by that. Um, and then, like, when he goes to he goes to Blind Al's, and he's looking through the uh, the floor, the floor, and, and he's, he's like a big thing of cocaine, and underneath it is a cure for can cure for blindness. Blindness, yeah, and, and, that, like, and that was a callback <laughs> joke to the first movie. It's so fucking funny. Because in the first movie, when he showed up to her house the second time, he was like, uh, he was like, I just gotta let you know, underneath the, or no, he said somewhere in this apartment is about 100, 160 kilos of cocaine right next to the cure for blindness. And <laughs> she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> like, whatever. Gosh, so much. And fucking, uh, then he puts the cocaine in his mask and punches it. Punches so it. shoots it all over it. He's just like, Okay. <clears throat> he uh he got ripped in half by Juggernaut. Oh, that was amazing. And then grew his legs back like <laughs> so fucking in real funny. time. Little tiny fiddly legs, his little, his little dicks hanging out and everything. His uncircumcised dick it's, because it was regrown. Oh, that's so uh, fucking funny. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, I liked so the, I liked the callbacks to uh, calling what's his name Thanos a lot. He called Thanos. He called him. He Thanos. called him Winter Soldier. He <laughs> called him Thanos. He called him. He called him Thanos like twice, at uh, least three times. Yeah, he called. Uh, there was a lot of funny references in this oh, movie. Well, when he went to the X Mansion after he got blown up, and Colossus mm. took him there, and he's like in the X Mansion. In the professor's chair, and he's like, "Where the fuck is everybody else? You never see anybody." Right. Else? You think the studio could throw us a bone? And you see all the older, all of them, all the X Men in the other room. They slowly shut the door so you can't see them. That's so fucking funny. See now, something about that scene that makes me think that it's hinting at what the leaks of the next X Men movie are saying. Mm-hmm. Currently, the leaks for the uh, Dark Phoenix movie are saying that. Mystique is gonna die very early in the movie, Ooh. and uh, it's. I mean, it's. It probably boils down to Jennifer Lawrence wanting out of it, but um, basically, what's it's it's gonna be like. Say you take the garbage, the hot garbage that was X Men Three, and just make it better. Like take everything that was bad about it and just make it better. So it starts with Mystique's death. But then all of the X-Men, including Magneto, unite against evil Phoenix. Yeah. Um, well, was that what... You're talking about the one with... The one the where... Magneto, where, like, she was just turning people to confetti. That was, like, her... Oh, where her she blew up Professor X. Or and, yeah. Was, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's 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 either direct. <laughs> she killed Cyclops right too. At the beginning yeah, she like kissed him and then she like blew his ass up, and yeah. it was really fucked up. Um, but apparently the writer or director, I'm not sure which one of those two roles it is, of that movie, is also gonna be the writer slash director whatever it is of Dark Phoenix, and he's like and he's well aware of how bad X three did. I think because Mystique wasn't in that lineup, either that's budget. I mean, it could be budget. Yeah, you it know, could be it too. Getting, yeah. but like, I mean, come on. They had how many three second cameos in that movie? Oh my god, it was so good. But like, was so she good. wasn't there, and this movie is set in like current time, mm-hmm. and everybody there looked different from what they look like. Well, look Slight, quick, slightly different. Oh yeah, Quicksilver looked older. I mean, Storm had like actual like hair, 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 rather than like a mohawk. I don't know. I mean, I'm so sick of that fucking. You know, couldn't they do something with the Emcron Crystal and, and the Shi'ar Empire and shit? Do they always have to fucking? Go well, they can't touch Shi'ar. Phoenix. They can't touch Shi'ar. That's all Marvel. So you get nothing. Uh, yeah, but, uh, just, once that Fox deal goes through, we'll get it, I'm bud. I'm just so sick of the sh- Not the that much longer. Phoenix shit. Five every- years, five years, that's all we need. It's <laughs> like, it's annoying. It's like the Phoenix itself. Death, rebirth, death, rebirth. Every, like, ten years with, with fucking X-Men, they go, the Phoenix, mm-hmm. you're the Phoenix, you're the Phoenix, you know. I think it would be cool to, <clears throat> like, when they eventually bring in Phoenix to the MCU... To not make the Phoenix Force directly linked to Jean. Yeah, like just have that. it be what it was. Have it be universal force. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could apply it to her way later, but like, don't have that be the start of Phoenix <laughs> yeah, Force. Yeah, it's just annoying. Um, and because we have Rachel, what's her name, is the Phoenix from an alternate reality, but it's yeah. not, she's not quite the same Phoenix. I don't think no. she's have that power set. No. You know? Um, but yeah, Rachel Summers. Yeah. But yeah, total tangent. Um, yeah, yeah, no. That but, movie was it was so good. I love the inclusion of Yuki. Oh yeah, she was <laughs> great. Sonic, for for first. all of the f- the fifteen seconds she had, yeah, she was, I know. She, she only was, said like two lines. She was great. Hi, Wade. Hi, Yukio. But the hi, Wade. Yeah, <laughs> that was so god. cute. The giggles. Oh my god, so fucking funny. Oh my gosh. Um, and, and Negasan immediately Negasan. I was like, they really, my girlfriend, you intolerant bastard. She right. was like, Whoa. They uh. They really toned down her presence in this movie, and I don't know if I didn't was, like that. I'd rather have. I'd rather. See, I love. I want her. I want her, Colossus, and Deadpool <laughs> together way more than they had it in this movie. Brianna Hildebrand is so fucking brilliant. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's so funny. Well, she's hilarious in that role. Like, yeah. she's seriously like perfect at playing that like hard ass teenager. Snarky teenager. Yeah. Snarky. Like. Sh- yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was really good. The Colossus. Scenes were good. The CGI was much more polished than the better, last time. way you know, his better. His tooth knocked out and shit, and like I mean, it was very well done. The whole scene where uh, the X Force got annihilated. Oh, that was so funny. Fucking Terry Crews, man, that still pisses me off. <laughs> fucking Terry Crews was only there for like a second. <laughs> he shows up for three minutes of the movie, <laughs> and then just crashes into a bus and like cuts his throat on the glass. <laughs> like, oh my god! And then what's his name? Um, Pete gets killed by this. He gets guy. thrown up on with the and acid. He's he melted, guys. Ah. And <laughs> as the guy is going, Shatterstar, right? Yeah, and he goes into the helicopter blades. Oh my god! He's like, oh, he's like, he's posing as he's jumping down. He's like, Domino's hey. the only one that did it right. Oh my god. And Brad Pitt as <laughs> the Brad Pitt. as the Vanisher. I love. <laughs> it was literally like twenty frames of him just holding on to something. Going, ah, da, 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 da. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, in that very scene was the Stanley cameo that like almost everybody. But he missed. Oh yeah, it was a piece of paper on a wall. It was like a yeah, like a wall art. Yeah, it was wall art. Yeah, it wasn't even really stand. Yeah, that's funny. Um, jeez, there was that kid though. I don't. The only it's one of the few things I didn't like about that movie was the kid. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't believe. I didn't like his acting. His acting was wooden. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think he did a really good job of of being. I guess he was trying to. I mean, they you want to portray him as a, like the typical like chubby kid. Right. Who was trying to be cool. Right, the outcast kid. But he, he seemed to be an actor portraying a chubby kid trying to be cool. He didn't seem like, you know. Right, like in real life, that kid probably is cool, and he just doesn't have, like, the understanding to even act that part. I like, know. it's it's weird. Like It was really strange. It just, to me, it, it didn't seem believable. I mean, I didn't mind, I didn't mind the idea of the character. I just I thought it was kind of crap. And But the other thing, too, was like, you know, I mean, <clears throat> if the X Men knew that that school was torturing kids, why would they let it go on? Sort of thing. It was kind mm-hmm. of a weird little thing. And the name of the school, of course, was a callback to Mister Sinister. Yeah. 
which I thought was fantastic. That's awesome. I think it's the second time now in the franchise they've done that. I think they but, did. Uh, Mr. Sinister is an interesting uh, character in the X-Men in that he's very easy, you know, he's always manipulating people genetically. You know, genetic, genetic manipulation is like his forte or whatever. Right. Um, he's been an X-Men villain for a long time. We have not seen him in any movie, I don't think. Uh, I've seen no, him. I, no, I don't think he has been in any. Um, yeah, because they showed... Um, I don't, no, he wasn't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was. I don't think they have. Um, I really don't think they've shown any... They, they've made references to him. Mm-hmm. Gosh, every time Deadpool goes to that bar, I always think the fat biker dude is supposed to be some kind of version of Blob. Even though it's not. Oh, it's funny. And but like, the, I love that part where he has that really motivational conversation, and then like Wade looks at him and he's no like, more "No more speaking parts for you." Oh, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> that was yeah, so great. Doc, Mr. Sinister's name was Doctor Nathaniel Essex. Yeah, they yeah. didn't. They didn't show him at all. And he was—he's ancient too. He's from at least the eighteen hundreds. I want to say something 1800s. like that. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, 1859. He, he became a biologist in 1859, so he's mm. older than that even. But uh, it's kind of cool because he he manipulated like um, <clears throat> like bloodlines and stuff to create mutants and stuff like that. And uh, that's insane. He man. he woke um, in the comic books, I should say. Um, <clears throat> he actually woke uh, and Sabinur, you know. Uh, Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, Apocalypse. Um, mm-hmm. He ordered the... Let's see. What was it? Uh, there's all this time travel shit involved with Cyclops and Phoenix and shit like that. The interesting interesting thing about him, too, is that um, he... Cyclops' optic beams, in some, in some universes, they're extremely deadly to him. Like, they just melt him. They dissolve on, on contact. Right. And I'm not really sure what's up with that. There was some kind of link between the two of them. Oh, yeah. Mr. Sinister looks like Colossus with a really weird artsy goatee. You know, I mean, the way he's drawing a little red diamond. Yeah. So I can see why they don't want to bring him in, because it's a little confusing. Yeah, I can see that. Um, But interesting throwback to that. And then uh, the Juggernaut fight was amazing. I love that. I love Juggernaut in general. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's a fun kid. When he rips Deadpool in half, that shit is so funny to me, because Deadpool is like... He's got this look on his face, like he's about to do something terrible to me. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, God. He's it's like, ah. So great. And then the um, the fight at the end where Colossus rips his pants down and shoves an electrical wire up his ass. <laughs> and then he gets blasted, blasted into by the... Negasonic into the water. I love that. That's oh, so funny. God. And that's all Ryan Reynolds. It's all, Yeah, they didn't credit him, and I didn't even think about it. And then afterwards I read that, yeah, Ryan Reynolds yeah. did the voice of Juggernaut, and the facial, the face was his. Even though there's not really much face. Yeah, like just you can yeah, yeah. Um, I w- I don't know about the ending of that. I, thought, I mean, obviously the you know saving the kid and all that you know and all that yeah whatever. Um, I was expecting something along that. I was expecting either they do save the kid and they they put him on the right path, or they kill him. I was mainly expecting kill him because th- because that's the path in most comics like yeah. this. Um, yeah, but then it was really weird that as a father, mm-hmm. I found it really odd that Cable didn't just go back to his with wife and kid because I would immediately go back to my family it's, it's, well, a lot of these things that are written this way where he's like the people make the decision well I just won't go back to my family I'll well in that here. moment it wasn't about his family and then because he didn't necessarily uh, but he only had time for one more jump and this yeah, is the thing that, well that's the thing though no matter what Cable gets his family out of it but at that point he definitely stuck there he might never be no but it, he'll, he'll be reborn though <clears throat> That's why the bear's there. We have, no, but this version of Cable never will. No, but Cable down the road will. Well, be. yeah, but this is it. This is what I'm saying. Like this is this is written. I don't know if it's written by somebody who's not a father or it's somebody who's just not as in tune as being a dad. But there's nothing more important than your kids. So if you, if you if you if I'm that guy and I have that opportunity to go back to my daughter, I'm hitting that fucking button. And it's nice to meet you guys. Have fun. I'm right, done. but. No matter what, nothing matters more than your kids. Yeah, but it's in a it's in a story where <laughs> Deadpool's whole thing was, I'm gonna take my time out of the day to help this kid that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. So then it, it aligns Cable with that thought when he realizes it worked. So he's like, shit, if Deadpool can do that, right? 
ah, fuck it. I'll stick around with him and work it out. My family will still have me when they get when they when they they come around. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, I still am a father, just not yet. So in well, just not there in, either. In like a hundred years, when I am, well, he's not immortal. No, but, but but what I'm saying is it's it's a concurrent timeline. There's just because he went back doesn't mean it's a different <coughs> cable. It just means he hasn't been born yet. But the fact that the bear changed means it is the same timeline. But he still hasn't gone back. In, but the thing is, he still went back in time. So the way time... I mean, his body is not the, way, the one. Well, the way time travel works in the MCU and the way they've always done it is like, if you go back in time, the minute you go back in time, you disappear from that timeline. So interior, until you... Just well, then you that timeline's back. gone, though. Yeah, but until he, until he goes back... I don't know, that's just... You ain't changing thing. it. Yeah. If he changed it, it's a different universe altogether. But, yeah, but then he wouldn't have gone back. Paradox. Right. It's always a paradox. Time is a paradox. It sucks. Your face is a paradox. Oh, I know. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I just thought that was kind of weird. I mean, as a dad, I immediately would have been like, you know. But, I mean, like, literally, I would kill everybody for my kids. That's it. Oh, my yeah. kid was oh, yeah. everybody was scurvy, and I'd kill oh, you yeah. for bologna sandwich. I, you know, no, you're going down. People are going down. You're going down. <laughs> you're going down for bologna. Yeah, my kid's hungry. She wants your bologna sandwich. You give her that bologna sandwich. You give. You give. Um, or I take your life. <laughs> yeah, that kid was just not. I don't know. He, he pulled me out of the story a little bit. He like, had really funny moments. He don't did. Get me wrong. Oh no, no, he the rope did. pull. Oh my god! I fucking died laughing. He was like, "Don't you say legs? Don't you say legs? I know you're gonna say legs." He was like, "Legs!" And did just the rope pull. Fun. I was like, "You petty Australian bastard!" Oh, it was so fucking funny. The whole like any adult that messes with these mutant kids is a pedophile to Wade. Oh like, my that's god! That's the funniest shit to me. Um. Sometimes being gifted doesn't feel like a gift. Nobody seems to understand you. Sometimes they're even scared of you. Wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to worry about hiding your gifts anymore? Hi, I'm Jubilee, and it wasn't that long ago when I felt that way too. But then I became a student at Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, and everything changed. you'll meet students and even teachers who are just like you and understand everything that you're going through. Under the guidance of world-renowned geneticist Professor Charles Xavier, you'll learn how to control your gifts while also getting the education and training that you need to succeed in the fast-paced world of 1983. So why be alone when you can make some excellent new friends here? Xavier's is no ordinary school. So let's face it, you're no ordinary student. Thanks, Jubilee. You were right. Xavier's is totally right. Operators are standing by. Domino. Oh my Fucking god, Domino. Incredible. Everything about her is uh, Zazzy Beats. I she is hilarious. So Zazzy well done. Beats. So well done. She is beautiful. Um, and the fact that like sh they play off her power like it's it's luck. Yeah, but, oh yeah, but that's her that's her power. It's her well, power. Essentially, but it's like some weird form of like it's probability premonition of probability. Where she like it's not she can see the future, she can just see what the highest likely outcome is and she uses that to her advantage. But it's all and, subconscious and, though. Like yeah, like she yeah. yeah, she doesn't know that she's doing it. She but can't it, win at blackjack by picking a number knowing that number's gonna win. She just, no, but it happens. She just knows that the because of her luck power it's gonna happen. Yeah, there's some new probability. It's, it's and, really cool. It it affects they did something in the story in the comic books about that, how it like her powers affect reality slightly by yeah. altering it to her favor. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's kinda messed up how like no other character has that really i mean there are people that can see the past future whatever but yeah. like not the way that she does where she's literally influencing things just by being alive that's cool that's yeah, really, that's really cool. cool um yeah, her whole that. scene was beautiful though where she was running through the the streets as shit's like blowing up around oh, her yeah. and shit and then she like jumps off and lands in the truck, t totally hijacks. Yeah, everything's perfect. Like she just perfectly lands in that blown up doll or whatever. <laughs> it was very, it was very well done. I mean, the inclusion of some of these characters that are not necessarily always prominent in uh, Marvel comics is great. I mean, Domino is prominent. She's had her own series. Oh yeah, she's, she's pretty been in big deal. Tons of. She's been got so many different Deadpool comics and stuff like Deadpool Cable. Mm -hmm. She Cable are like a thing in the Marvel mm -hmm. universe. You know, she wasn't. I don't think she was depowered on M-Day either when that happened. 
in the comics. I'm pretty sure she kept her power. I, I'm I not too sure. I don't to the phones! To the phones! To the phones! To the wiki! Oh man, so yeah, that was pretty. And the thing is now, like, I already want the third film. I want. To, I, oh we, yeah, we know big time. Happen, and you know, that's a, that's probably another reason they chose the whole cable stays <laughs> behind route because now they can do a full Deadpool cable movie as a team, rather than a whole, you know, Deadpool's back to being lonesome, like occasionally seeing Colossus and Negasonic, you know. Now he actually has people, his own X Force, which he just didn't have before. Like, there was no, besides Ryan Reynolds and uh, Brianna Hildebrand, like, there was no star power to, to Deadpool. But Dead, Deadpool 2 ending with Josh Brolin and uh, Zazie Beetz, like, as his core friend team, it's it leads into the third one being great. And I have a feeling, because, I mean, we've talked about this before, um, Pete Wisdom, I really think Pete has a chance to be that. Because oh, that was so fucking funny! What a weird character. I mean, and Pete in general so is just so awkward and like, <clears throat> you know, total like Midwest uncle type character. He's hilarious. That was so funny. Um, when he was skydiving with his hands in his pants, he's just like, <sighs> like just, it's the mustache, the mustache. Oh my God. Everything about his character is great. Um, but I think he really has a chance to become Pete Wisdom comics and stuff because you know he he was like a villain but he he like wanted powers because he didn't have them yet so he kind of like forced it oh that's true like and pete has no power supposedly in deadpool 2 and then he gets saved at the end but then deadpool's immediately like quit x-force this shit is over like go home cut it out so maybe he's like well maybe it was me and then, like, he goes and decides on, uh, like, spending the rest of his life trying to gain powers, and that's what leads into Deadpool 3. I wish I wish Terry Crews stayed alive out of all of them. Well, they were working on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't technically dead. Yeah, I looked up Domino's powers. She, like, she's a mutant with the ability to subliminally and psionically initiate random kinetic phenomena that affect probability mm-hmm. in her favor by making things improbable but not impossible. I'm sorry, by making improbable but not impossible things to occur within her line of sight. Thus causing her to have good luck and her opponents to have bad luck. Right. So it's it's technically a luck thing, but it's more like a... It's like a weird type of premonition. Like, as long as she can see it, she can affect its outcome. It's funny because it's literally like a domino effect. She sees something and she can just alter everything in her path. To, like, to fall. Yeah, into but, her, but, but, for but, her. It, but she'll be fine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, it's it's just crazy how she can influence that stuff just by seeing it. It's, and it's subliminal. She doesn't, she yeah. doesn't like, control it says, it. it. it says, this phenomenon can be anything from an enemy's equipment failure to hitting just the right switch with a stray shot to shut down an overloading nuclear reactor. The full extent of her powers is still unknown. Um, it's pretty cool. That's a really the, the, interesting uh, it says that power. It, the effect constantly emanates from her body at all times and it's, and it's completely subconscious. However, it's largely participatory. In order for the luck to take effect, Domino herself must engage in an action whose chance she can affect. She can't cons- she consciously control the ability. Um, she can only activate it by putting herself in a position in which she could be harmed. Interesting. That's really interesting. So she has shown some level of control over her powers when she caused a lightning bolt to hit two sentinels. Oh my gosh. So, oh yeah, so for example, if debris falling from the sky was about to hit her in the head, she would still be hurt if she just stood still. However, if she tried to avoid them, she would move perfectly to avoid each and every piece about to hit her. In addition, if Domino were to stand before a hail of bullets... She'd be a bullet-ridden corpse. Instead, she must take action. In attempting to avoid the gunfire, she will miraculously bob and weave just the right way to avoid every single shot. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, her, her real name, uh, according to the, the, Marvel com- the Marvel Comics real name, is Nina Thurman. Mm. <laughs> Nina Thurman. I love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like Domino as a character. I, I really wish they had done a little more with X-Force, because it was kind of a funny premise. Yeah. It I was mean, nice to see it's Colossus really, in them at the end of the movie, though, honestly. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I mean, because yeah. they're, they're kind of, like, 
a good chunk of what made the first movie so good. Gotcha. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would bring them back for a good chunk of this movie. They could have thrown some scenes in with the other ones, but it could have been a budget thing too. You know. I mean? Yeah. Very well. Well, because I got to think it's a budget thing, because they already had Josh Brolin. Oh, yeah. They already had Zazzy Beats for the whole movie. I mean, you got how many cameos throughout the whole movie, <laughs> and, like, you only got so much screen time for all these characters. Them X-Men showing up for three seconds in the mansion is probably enough budget to take a good half hour of screen time for Colossus and uh, and Brianna Hildebrand. Who, who was... Terry Crews supposed to be again? Bedlam. Bedlam. Okay, so. Yeah. So Terry Crews plays Bedlam. Bedlam. Whose, whose ability is to like, isn't he like just a, a stronger power man kind of? Not, not power man, uh, what's it, purple man kind of deal where he can like influence people? I don't know. Let's see. Bedlam. Let me look at it. We're, we're spending a lot of time on the Wikipedia today because some of these X-Force characters are extremely They're really obscure. obscure. <laughs> um, he could generate a bioelectric field that disrupted mechanical electrical systems. Uh-huh. After intense training with Pete Wisdom, oh. Bedlam was able to affect machinery from a distance rather than by touch. Mm. He could also directly affect the electrochemical responses of a living brain to induce states such as pain or sleep. That's what he could do. Generate electromagnetic pulses and track others by their unique bioam signature. So he could literally so make, the, yeah, so he could the make people fall asleep. Yeah, the electrical impulse, he was like, I cause people pain with with my mind. Like that's what Terry that was one of the things Terry Cruz said when he first showed up. Like mm-hmm. he, he can just like telepathically cause you pain by influencing your uh like your electrical like nerves and shit. That's pretty freaking sweet. Which is which would have been awesome to see him do in the movie. Like oh, just yeah. ha- give somebody like a, a brutal heart attack. Right. Looking at him. You just, you just see him just drop. Just blood pouring. Veins going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that would that be really cool. Pete Wisdom was a funny little character. He was funny. That guy was just, it was just hilarious. I think, I think the, the whole Vanisher thing was probably one of the best small things they've done ever. It was really good. Like, because at first you see just a parachute in the, in the plane and it's, uh, and it's, it looks like it's just clipped to the wall. It doesn't look like it's necessarily floating. And then you see the guy grab it and throw it. So, like, throw it out. So, yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks like he just threw in a, a parachute for fun. So, that, I thought I was dying laughing at both of those. And then you see the parachute falling in perfect form, and you're like, hold up. They're not doing this. <laughs> and then it pulls the chute. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Man, at that point, I'd lost it. I like when they bring obscure characters in. I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. You know? Vanish or something else. Definitely a, a kind of a funky character to bring. I don't know much about him. Shatterstar, too. Shatterstar. Like, like, very, very obscure people. I swear. It's like, where are you from, Mojo World? What? Right. <laughs> it's like, where even is that? I wonder how many people left that theater and Googled Mojo World. And Mojo got a bunch of Austin Power stuff. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forget about those. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he lost it. <laughs> they presented with this giant blob on spider legs. You know, oh, my thing. Goodness. The Mojoverse ones, I didn't, I didn't read a whole lot of the X Men in the uh, early '90s and late '80s, but I understand he was very prominent, you know, mm-hmm. and the whole you know capturing people and it, it was. It, but to me, it seemed a bit like an alien version of Arcade. It was, yeah. an, it was another villain from like you know Avengers and X Men. You know, Arcade liked to trap people in in giant um, circus kind of carnival rides and mazes and have them figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. fight their way out and they like to record it and stuff like that and Mojo he returned stuff into TV shows and like he had like the most popular shows on network and his whole world was all about television mm-hmm. so you know everybody worked for a TV station or entertainment station or whatever so it's kind of a funky character I kind of like it I like it when they pull like I said obscure characters as long as they're not too obscure I think Bedlam may have been just been a little too obscure I think obscure. you'd remember better as like Bishop or somebody yeah they should have done Bishop but then the thing is though with that though how do you kill Bishop you'd have to knock him right. out right but Bishop, again, is also from the future. Right. So then you're two guys from the future. Two guys from the future. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. come on. You <laughs> it's see like, that being a bit much. But, I mean, Terry <laughs> Crews, though, I mean, he's just... He's hilarious. He's so great. Like <laughs> He could have been Forge, you know. Potentially. I think they're saving Forge for something special. I haven't seen him in any of the X-Men movies. No. No. And, uh, and he's an interesting character. He's, Forge, Forge is, he was married 
was he married to Storm? They, either they were just together for a long time. And his mutant ability is to be able to uh, figure things out. He's a genius level intellect, similar to Reed Richards, but his, the way his, his powers work is he can build anything. That's He basically, his, his powers let him see the finished product and see how to build it, and then he just builds it. And he just does it. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So all he has to do is conceive of the thing. If he needed to conceive of Iron Man, Iron Man's armor, he'd picture it it in his head and then build it. That's awesome. And it's like, but it's not, he doesn't have to, the thing is, the way his powers work, he doesn't have to think up, like, invent the idea. The idea, the pre-invented idea is already there. Like, if he didn't know how to build a nuclear reactor, he could just use his powers, we'd figure it, he would would see the nuclear reactor as as it was done, and see what he need to do to build it. That's it. It's amazing. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but he's not. That could be really creative too for oh, yeah. for a movie. I mean, oh yeah, the amount of things you could have a character like that do. Oh yeah, like just build a, a literally build a, a nuclear silo and just like threaten to blow up like oh, multiple yeah. countries, and Deadpool's got to go in and stop <clears> it. <throat> and I don't know what they're gonna do for three. They're gonna they they have a lot to tap for three. I'm sure they'll probably bring Cable back. Oh, oh, big time! Yeah. They got to, because he's trapped in he's trapped in the past for for himself. Oh no! Well, they fixed the device. Remember at the end. So he, well, yeah, but he doesn't know yet. He's gonna be pissed when he finds out. That's true. What if Wade uses use literally used them all? Right, <laughs> he used every single one. Well, that's the thing, though. I, they didn't even like they said the one that Cable had had a limited number of uses. They gave no explanation on if the one that they the way they fixed it fixed if, his, yeah. if they made it unlimited. <laughs> Because he immediately used it to jump back like four different times. That, like, those jumps, okay. This after credits scene, incredible, so good. <laughs> let's so tell, let's good. count off what he did. He first he went back to the first Wolverine movie, yeah, X Origins, X Men Origins, yeah. and he killed himself as as the shitty Deadpool the shitty that Deadpool. everyone hated. He just kept doing. He kept shooting. I'm gonna. <laughs> he kept shooting himself. <laughs> he was like, I'm, he, he was he's like, like, I'm doing you a favor. Doing you a favor. Not work. done yet. Still going. <laughs> a little bit more. He just keeps pulling the trigger and just keeps shooting. That was so funny. And then he killed himself. Yeah, he went to yeah, as Ryan Reynolds the Green Lantern. Green Lantern script. He's, he finishes Ryan Reynolds standing at a desk and he stands up and goes, "That was great. Like, this is gonna be awesome." And, and then he he's just, shot in the head. You, know? <laughs> you see him smiling. And he's still smiling as he's yeah. dying. What was the third one? The third one was well, he uh, uh, he saved Vanessa. He, he did. He saved Vanessa, and that was awesome because of it, it was a callback to when she died, where That's like he true. missed the knife. Yeah, um, and he killed the guy with the he got hit the head with a butter knife. Yeah, and then uh, there was he saved the X Force. That's right. He went and saved. Well, no, not all of them either, though. He saved. He Pete. saved Pete. He saved Pete Wisdom, which is why I think he's important to three. I think he will true. be Pete Wisdom like completely like villain for three. And it'll can, be, like, really... I think it'll be funny, but, like, good at the same time. Well, in the comic books, Vanessa is copycat. She's a, yeah, she's a think, mutant with the ability to change her shape and mimic anybody. But I think it's not like Mystique. Mystique can change at will. I'm pretty sure copycat has to, like... See somebody and may, then, Or touch them, maybe. Like, kind of like Rogue, but, like, with appearance. I think so, you know. But I think her powers were given... Um, were given to her. I don't think she's necessarily. She might not be a mutant. Maybe she. They were, they were actually just get like straight up like you know. Kind of like a Spider-Man deal where she would, like something happened to That's her and she I got said. powers. I don't know though. I mean, um, Vanessa Carlisle is her name. Really? Fancy that. What do you know? You know. Related um, to me. That's wifey. That's wifey. <laughs> she's, a, she's, a, she's a genetic metamorph she's, just, she's a mutant he gave her light blue skin white hair and luminescent red eyes she can duplicate another humanoid or near humanoid so accurately that even those closest to them couldn't tell the difference just like Mystique um, unlike the shape shifting abilities of Mystique though copycats morphing seem to go to the genetic level wow she could reproduce so powers she's more... she can, and she can reproduce powers so she, if she was like, you know, by if Colossus, she copied, she'd be she'd, she'd become powers. metal. Yeah, that's awesome. Interesting. It would be, uh, it'd be really cool if in three they have her like unlock her mutation. Yeah, it says this ability actually functioned in a sponge-like way, meaning that copycat would begin to mimic another person just by being near them, sometimes involuntarily. The extent of the transfer depended on the length of exposure. 
Her ability made uh, have even allowed her to replicate her template's psi patterns, allowing her to become a person having their exact personalities, memories, and life force. That's crazy. Huh. Interesting. Oh, it's, it's just cool. It says, unlike Mystique, Copycat can only shapeshift into other beings, not animals or other life forms. I didn't know Mystique could, could turn to animals. I didn't know that either. Well, that's interesting. Um, They've her, never touched on that in the movies. Yeah, at all. It says her abilities also allow her to enhance her own physical body, allowing her to grow nails into claws and decelerate her aging. She can mm. also create her own avatars through her shapeshifting, virtually becoming a whole new person. What the hell? Um, she can create organic and genetic clothing to go with her alternate persona, making her one of the most powerful shapeshifting metamorphs alive. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. That would be great for them to touch on in three. Or yeah, so at least just, show how. Oh, yeah, just have her like not want to be with Wade anymore because you know or maybe not her ability to maybe she can't be near him because when she's near him she begins to turn into him and becomes kind of crazy like him that'd be nuts gets cancer and shit but what if she turns into him and he like falls in love with himself oh my god there was that female Deadpool from the Deadpool yes. Corps there's a series of comics <laughs> called the Deadpool Corps and he goes to alternate realities and gets other versions of himself there's Deadpool dog Deadpool kid that's so um, female Deadpool and I think there was like a, I want to say there was like a grandpa version of it. I don't know. It's funny oh, shit. God. The Deadpool core movie or comics went on for a while. Oh they, yeah, they did a lot of stuff. I mean, the newer version, like we, Mike and I today, we read Deadpool number one from twenty eighteen. Yeah, and uh, it's he really gave himself funny. a he gave himself a memory wipe. So we don't know if any of the stuff that happened before is is canon anymore or not. He works with Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Um, and they're trying to figure out a fun backstory for him. Yeah, and, and he like, goes through all the popular backstories. Like, oh my God, Spider Man, Clark Kent, Batman, Batman. But he, but that's the, that was. <laughs> but the he was, though. yeah, Batman he was, was. He was Joe Chill. He was the one, but he and he stabbed Batman's parents to death. That's and, so. F- and then uh, I guess, well, it kind of like ended off with that like cliffhanger of that kid goes on to become a villain. Um, and it's not really Batman. It was just a really close homage kind of deal, like a, a little Easter eggy kind of thing. It's pretty funny. But it was so funny. And you see, like, he crash lands in a pod, as and, like, <laughs> these farmers come out like, what the fuck is yeah, that? The language is horrible because <laughs> right. it's Deadpool, obviously. You right. know, Martha, and Martha's just like, what the fuck was that? It's a that's fucking, a fucking baby. baby. That's a fucking baby. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, my God. It was great. Very well done. Yeah, there's the comic book series, there's so many different Deadpool comics. I mean, it's been out, obviously, since the 80s and stuff, but um, since the late 90s, there's been whole, like, swaths of storylines done. You know, they just go on forever. I mean, there's, like, you know, 50 issues here, 80 issues there. Oh, yeah. And he'll have his own mm-hmm. spin-off series beyond his own direct comics. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, you need to read that. Deadpool Kills... The Marvel Universe. The it's, first one's better than the second one. Oh, the second one's kind of... Eh. The first one is amazing because it's just him literally... He kills the writers. He kills he the kills, artists. You need he to kills read it. You know, yeah, he kills the swath through, through everybody. Pretty sure he killed Stan, too. I don't think he killed Stan. Like, I think he might have killed Stan. I don't think they showed that. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Um, I don't know. They killed... But, I mean... He well, killed the writers. Even if he didn't kill Stan, I mean, he killed the writers of himself. He killed the, the artists of himself. He could, like he literally erased himself. Professor X reads his. He goes. He hunts a professor down, you know. And he's just like, you really want? He's like, I'm gonna wipe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wipe your mind, Wade. I'm gonna wipe your mind. I'm. I'm sorry to do this. It's. It's a horrible thing to do. I'm gonna have to do it. Wade's like, yeah. Look at my mind. Look at what I know. Know what I know. And the professor goes, oh, oh my god. I understand. I. I had no idea. Right. And he just becomes a vegetable. Like he. What he saw in Deadpool's mind was so crazy he literally he just became a vegetable and just was sitting there drooling into a puddle like right. brain brain suicide so Deadpool was that crazy at that point in well, time well and then the professor realized what Wade knew was that he's, his entire life was a comic book right so it's kind of cool like <laughs> and that was part of it he said the only way to end the comic the only way for him to really truly die was to kill every other Marvel character right and, and he does and, he, and the villains too he gets the puppet master to control all the villains he just has them walk off roofs and then <laughs> it's commit like suicide. Ridiculous. Like it's like Kingpin, freaking uh, uh, Green Goblin, like everybody. Doctor 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 Octopus and everything. 
they're just standing at the edge of a building and they all just walk off and just get, you know, it's so good. Yeah, you know? must read. Oh my god, definitely must read. It's only four issues, too. Yeah, it's very short. He even kills Power it's really, Pack, though. It's crazy. That's really great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the second one deals more with, like, he was hypnotized or some shit to kill yeah. uh, the uncanny X-Men. It, and that wasn't as well done because it, it takes place in a totally different universe now, right? Is that the new thing? I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's separate it's from the first one. Yeah, it's not yeah. a continuation. But, um, and it wasn't as well done. The art wasn't as good. Well, the art was purposely done bad because it was like part of the story where like every time he's going crazy, they switch the art style to like Wade is dreaming. He's helping the heroes. But then they switch back to the really raw and gritty style, and he's like just murdered all of them. Oh yeah, he's yeah. like he's like yeah. I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you like that Punisher? If I helped you punish people, and then you like they show the real world, and he's got like the dude's intestines held up around his neck, and it's like oh yeah, it's, like, it looked like he was holding up a flag in his mind. It's so terrible. It's pretty bad. Yeah, the Deadpool kills the Marvel universe is a fun read. We've been reading some other fun stuff lately. Like, Mike's got me into this Batman. I'm not a big DC guy. I like a little bit of DC here and there. But the new Batman series, the Rebirth series, is a lot of fun. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm... I mean, for for what DC Comics has been for the longest, like, I've liked some stuff here and there. It they're pretty gritty now, though. They're, oh, they're they, dark they got really shit. dark. Really, it's really been dark. dark. You know. Um, I mean, I'd say probably since Killing Joke, though, it's been kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but... It's been on and off, though, because there has been really, like, light-hearted stories in between now and then. But, oh, here and there. But Rebirth is, like, dark, like, it's really especially with dark. Batman. Yeah. But, like, I can't get into Flash Rebirth. I can't get into Green Lantern Corps Rebirth. I can't get into... I can't even get into Superman Rebirth, mm. honestly. Because it's like, those are characters that I feel like their obstacles just don't stack up in a way where I'm caring about it. See, like Superman, like he's fighting or something. It's like you're for fucking Superman. You're right. Like, <laughs> like you're fucking Superman. You're not yeah. gonna... You can push a planet out of orbit, you know. Meanwhile, Batman literally <laughs> gets his fucking... He gets punched he's by Superman so... in one issue yeah, because right. Poison Ivy, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he literally he flatlines. Dies. Yeah, he, he, Superman punches him so hard, his face caves in. It's, and then, like, Harley has to, like, fix him. And I think someone else helped, but like cat, cat woman, yeah, cat and yeah, it's like, really fucked. And up. they had to fix Batman, and then they had to take down Poison Ivy after by like fucking. Well, they used I, Poison Ivy used magic, surgery, and pheromones and shit. So to, but to, to fix Batman, to like oh, to bring yeah. him back, yeah. literally he dead. He was yeah. he was dead. He, yeah. he did. You could see he yeah. did. He, no, fuck. he did. He did his fuck. He did his fuck. We had enough to bring that shit to bring him back, so she had to heal him or whatever. And you could see, like, in his face, like, he was done. Oh, yeah, his, his jaw was cracked open, and done. his face was caved in from Superman punching him. Because Poison Ivy was controlling Superman. Uh-huh. But, I don't know, I mean, that's... The characters are drawn slightly different. As being a little bit different ages, of course. Poison Ivy is supposed to be, like, really young. Oh, yeah, she's, like, 19. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Like, she's really young. For Harley's, Harley's, like, her age, like, roughly maybe a little older. And then yeah, the, Harley, Joker, like the Joker's drawn as being, like, 50. Well, see, that's the thing. I think this is also within the universe where there is like three or four. Really? Because they this Joker that shows up at the wedding seems like he might be mid thirties, like Batman's age. Really? Yeah, and uh, and the Joker that through the uh, Riddler War, the War of Riddler. Well, yeah, that was that was back in the day, and he looked like he was what twenty. No, no, during the Riddler War? Oh, wait, no, you're talking about the War of Jokes and Riddles? War yeah. of Jokes and Riddles. Yeah, he was like 40, 50. Yeah, right he there. looked old as shit. And Batman wasn't that um, age then. Current one is like, he looks like he's 30. Maybe. That's so strange. And it's like, I mean, it's just artist interpretation, I guess. I guess or maybe yeah. they're just like, you know what? Fuck it, Joker is this. So. Yeah, he looks like whatever he looks like. Right. That's the, other, that's, the, that's the only issue I really had with it is like, you know, I mean, obviously the, the comic book companies reboot their characters every now and then, but right. you know, when you get something like Deadpool, Deadpool they don't bother to reboot because he's, he's, he's immortal, so he always looks the right. same. Right, it doesn't, and it doesn't matter. But some you people can make draw him story. different. You know, those around like with one eye, like rolled back in his mm-hmm. head, and half his face rotted off. You right. Know? Or like just yeah, just in this recent but, one, like his his he gets blown up at some point. Yeah. And his whole like you can see all his flesh is like melting. Oh yeah. And he looks disgusting. Oh. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, but the Batman Joker thing is weird because the Joker's always 
like Batman might be, might look the same, but you know, like you know, maybe like early thirties, mid mid thirties, maybe. Well, see, like Joker always looks old. They keep doing what, that. What what really weird? It's really weird to me. Like I I do really really love everything about it. Like oh yeah, it's very I mean, well done. I mean, there's I couldn't complain about it really, but like. There's a uh, there's a couple things that really bug me about comics in general that have a linear story path is like they have all these events of a villain coming and doing mm-hmm. some crazy shit that affects the entire world or at least the country or a or a state and then like it ends and then like the next issue happens and they don't give exact dates obviously but, like, you're expected to think there's a good amount of time between this because otherwise everybody in the country would be in fucking panic mode that this much yeah, shit is exactly, going on. Yeah. But at the same time, Riddler also looks young still. He looks really young. He looks man. really young in uh, War of uh, Jokes and Riddles. Yeah. He also did, looks young in this. But did that take place before... That took, that took place before Batman and Catwoman got married, right? I've, oh yeah, a, a long while. A long while. But years. that's that's what that's what I was getting to. That's what bugs me is that yeah. there is no defined like this was twenty years ago when I was really young and stupid. Yeah. No, it's like this, he, I think this, they said something about he'd only had the, worn the cowl for a year before, right. like before this, this happened or two years. Like we have no clue if this was like t- 10, 20 years ago or if this was like two years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like there's no defining. I will say this: the way they drew Batman in that, he's all scarred up. Oh, he, he looks, looks he looks wedding. fucked up in his. Uh, oh yeah, in the wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks messed up. Like I mean, as he's like talking to you, like whatever, he's literally like, like every couple of inches is a scar on his body. Yeah, all over. like he looks like he's been through some real shit. Yeah. So when he's when he's like you know, um, Bruce Wayne, he probably wears makeup to cover the scars. Yeah. It's it's really kind of funky. Well, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they said something along the lines of rebirth happens in a world where. All the major events of Batman have happened already within like a year or two's time. So it's not like, you know, you got Nightfall where he gets his back broken and then like you got all these things happening, but they're like years apart. It's like Batman was in the shit like right out the gate. Like he he became Batman, learned his fighting chops, how to save the city and shit. And then like. The bads started showing up in, in droves, and he just went hard on them for like a full year or two. And so he experienced Nightfall. He experienced, uh, not necessarily Killing Joke, but his first encounter with the Joker. Yeah. And like yeah. all these crazy events did happen from, from his comic origins of the past however many years. Where the rebirth stories come in is like saying, take all them filler stories from the past decades of, yeah. of, of, of Batman... All the shitty ones, just delete them from your memory. Yeah. Take the good things, and then just add rebirth to the Yeah, because they that. show like him in the 60s Batmobile, the 60s costume, whatever. And so that it really did happen, but it was only like 10 years ago. Right. It wasn't like the 1960s. Exactly. And that's where that's it gets interesting. really interesting. Yeah, because he's always evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, and Dead with Deadpool, they rebooted Deadpool so many times, but his story, his actual origin story... It doesn't really... It doesn't. It's it's different. Nobody knows what. Even the the movie Deadpool that it's story, like Joker in Dark Knight, where he's just yes. like lying about his story because he doesn't even really know it. Well, anymore. yeah, because there's versions where Wade Wilson found. Um, he went. He went. To, he was. He was in love with a girl, and he went to get the test done or whatever. And it's included in the movies, mm-hmm. just like the Deadpool movie, you know. Right. But in the comics, you know, he escapes from the facility and he wanders in the Pacific Northwest, and comes across. A cabin with a girl in it, and they fell in love, and they had a family, or whatever. And then bad guys came and killed her, so he became, you know, he like dressed up to go hunt them down and became a mercenary, right. or whatever. But in other tales, the wife, the woman is there with her husband. Mm-hmm. And they find Wade Wilson, and in this case, they find the guy, the guy, the man who's there with this woman. His name is Wade Wilson. They find a strange man in a creek bed. And he's all scarred up, and they they rescue him, take him in. He kills the guy, and takes, and his, takes his name, yeah. and he says he's Wade Wilson. You know, so there's this really dark side to it. You know, it's it's really you don't know who Deadpool really is. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting. <clears throat> but the thing is, then you have government agencies like Weapon X. He was definitely part of Weapon X, right? With Wolverine, you know, and he is Canadian technically, I guess. Yeah, he is. But it's kind of funny. It's well done. But the, the movie, that movie was very, very well done. I cannot wait for the next movie to come out. I, I hope really they throw lots wait. of fun stuff in there. Just for shits and giggles. I, I think another X-Men movie 
tie-in moment would be great. Maybe actually bring uh, Hugh Jackman in it for real instead of just a clip from the previous movies. It'd be fun to have um, even if it Deadpool was for like three seconds in the X Men movies. They they started doing. Oh scene. yeah, you know like him I mean? show up for like five up. seconds. Like oh, oh yeah, just have just have him, like, what the like, shit? Have them about to face the bad guy <laughs> and just have him like drive a car into the bad guy down the street. The bad guy splattered against him. Like it would be the Sorry. biggest laugh. Yeah. Ever. Oh my god. Him and Dopinder just oh like... Oh my god, oh my god, I love that. And <laughs> the X-Men gets so ready good. to go up against some big bad guy and Wade Wilson, fucking Deadpool and Mohinder just run the guy down I, the cab. You know, now going. that you mention it, I can <clears> see <throat> what they're trying to play as current Colossus showing up in Dark Phoenix because we haven't seen Colossus in those X-Men movies yet. Oh, you're right, we haven't. We've actually. seen him in the earlier ones, but we haven't seen him in this new... Uh, Iteration of them. Yeah, I wonder if they just keep him as like the the headmaster of the school sort of thing. Right. I mean, obviously the professor is a true headmaster. They, if they have Colossus run the school because he's so strict and so so into mm-hmm. rules, like he's a like great uh, teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That would be neat. Yeah, they haven't shown him in all the last really in the in the movies that we saw him in was what when he was a kid. You know, well, in the well, well, the, in, in X two. They showed him as like a twenty-something-year-old, and he was yeah. like, he was just another teacher of some sort. Uh, and he had the moment where the where Stryker and his forces were raiding the X Mansion, and he like he was the one that pushed all the kids into the yeah, yeah. thing, and then yeah. he like he went all metal, and then uh, they shot him up, and it didn't do anything. His metal form in those movies wasn't as big as his metal form here, though, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, he was just basically a regular, like, 6'3 dude. Yeah. And then he just, like, formed the metal around himself. Like, it was kind of weird. It wasn't yeah. like he was the metal. It was like he could turn himself <laughs> into metal at will. It was like... And when Colossus is, like, in the comics, when he's hurt, um, in his metal form, like, if he gets an arm broken or ripped off or something, they can stick it back on and have somebody that can work metal, like a mutant that can work metal, like yeah. Magneto or something, mm-hmm. reform the arm, and then he'll turn back into Peter and he's fine. God, Magneto would be such a cool villain in MCU. Yeah. I mean... You could do a lot with him. He would beat everybody, but, like, God, well, it would be really well, cool. Well, it's funny. Somebody said once in one of the comics that Magneto was, like... I think it was Doctor Doom or something. They said that he was he was a world conqueror, a world threat. Mm-hmm. Like he could, he could destroy the world with his powers. He just didn't well, cause, have that goal in mind. Like he didn't yeah, have well, because he totally could. Because if he if he upsets the magnetic core of Earth, oh, yeah, it's fucking him. done. Yeah, he killed. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I mean, he could literally lift Mjolnir without even grabbing it. Yeah, it's true. If it's he true. was, if I mean, if he had the the mental capacity to do it, which he. In later issues, he does. That's true. I mean, yeah, he's done some crazy stuff. Really crazy stuff. And um, then, then the comics, Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver are his son and daughter. Then they're not. Then they are. Then they're not. It's, it's kind of funky. Weird. It's kind of funky. I, w- I wish they kind of like kept it that they were. Yeah. You know, rather than go with that back and forth shit. But. I wonder, like, who else do we have like in Deadpool's? Um, what should we call? There's a group of bad guys and friends that he played. Who else do we know that he could like? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, if they make Vanessa copycat, that might be kind of an aroma, be, a romantic, cool. tragic kind of thing. Um, or if, like, she just joined X Force, I could see that happening. Too. Yeah, that's that would true be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, Pete Wisdom, I think, is a is a go to move because that character is just too damn funny. Oh yeah, like Pete is great. Um, maybe explain that Terry Crews was left alive. Keep him as Bedlam. Expand on it, um, but other than that, like what Phantom X, right? You could do that. You know, he said, "Oh no, she's dead. Never mind." I was yeah. gonna say, "Get what's her name, uh, Psylocke," but she's dead as fuck because uh, of apocalypse. Oh no, she survived the the last X Men movie. Did she? Yeah, I thought she got fucking killed by Storm. No, she escaped. She, she she ran away. She was like, "I'm gonna survive." She fucking ran away. Yeah, there's Olivia uh, Olivia Munn. Olivia awesome. Munn is so awesome. She's in some other movie now, some comedy movie, whatever. But yeah, so Deadpool, I don't know, Deadpool three, I cannot wait. I mean, I'm I'm sure they're not. They probably are trying to think about what to do, but you know, Forge would be a good move though. Forge would be a lot of fun because they would allow an X Men tie in here and there. You know, it'd be a good one to do if you couldn't get Hugh Jackman, get Laura. X twenty three, yeah, man, have her have her a bit Deadpool like hit on her, and just uh, keep killing him over and over, right? 
It'd be a lot of fun. Or they could have, like, um, they could pull some fun Marvel villain, like Arcade. I mean, imagine the fun they could do with something like Arcade. It'd be interesting. Where Arcade got paid to kill Deadpool by all these different people, and, like, no one can kill him. And so this is Deadpool going through different mazes and traps and stuff. That'd be great. It'd be hilarious. And they could do Nightcrawler. They could bring Because Nightcrawler and Colossus are really good friends in the comics. And Nightcrawler was in that room with all of them. Yeah, that'd be a fun character to have. Something else. Yeah, they can do a lot of fun things with uh, with Deadpool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, you know, we're gonna review Solo. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go see. Solo. You gotta see it. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Be ready, people. It's not great, but it's not terrible either. Yeah. What kind of review is that? What is it's that? a summer movie. Not... Summer movies ain't great, but they ain't terrible. Deadpool's summer movie, it was really good. It's early summer movie. It, yeah. It's basically a spring movie. <laughs> it's That's an exceptional movie. It's, it's R-rated, too, so it gets a pass. Yeah, we definitely need to review Solo and do some comic book reviews. We might do a little mini comic book review. Yeah, because we've been reading a lot. We've been reading a lot. We've worked at some really slow places lately, so we've had a lot of reading to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plenty. Oh, it's been really cool, yeah. A lot of, lot of cool comics. A lot of cool comics. If you guys are out there, you need to pick up some of the Rebirth stuff. Rebirth is cool. Um, Deadpool, Deadpool number one. just came Venom out. Venom number one came out. Venom number really one cool. amazing. Um, Infinity Countdown is still going on. Oh, yeah. A really cool issue. There's is so dropped. much shit going on with that. There's oh, so God. much. Um, yeah, it's really cool. There's a lot of shit going on. So next time we come in, we will review it. We'll put links on here to some of the fun, more fun comics. Uh, look for us on YouTube. Look for us on Twitter at DFAMCOP. Hey, what? Twitter. Twitter? Yeah, you Tweeter. don't have a Twitter. I'm the only one. I, I actually do now. Oh, I just don't use it. So, yeah, Twitter, Twitter kind of sucks. It does not. It's boring. It's kind of fun. I don't all, know. all the Twitter viewers. So, on Twitter, we're at DFAMPodcast. Feel free to uh, send us in any questions, questions. Or, or comments, whatever you have. Tell us we fucking suck if you want to. <laughs> that's, that's cool, too. We get enough of that. <laughs> we get enough of that. No, we don't actually. No. Actually, no, we, we have a lot of people that say we're pretty good. It's because everybody that says it fucking dies. Oh, kill them all. You fucking smash. go. You go. You smash. <laughs> you go. You die. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good one. Take care. Peace. Peace.